Nurse's station. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the 10th floor. It's me, Matt. Hi, everybody. It's Kat, and it's Sunday morning. It's Sunday. It's not Monday. This is great. I feel energetic. I feel like I remember the week of General Hospital. I feel like I have a whole day ahead of me rather than behind me. It's a whole different experience than last week. It is. It is. <laughs> I don't like podcasting on Monday, really. But we do it but for it's you. Out, it's out. Um, I don't really like podcasting on Mondays. I prefer Sundays, but sometimes life gets in the way yeah. and that's okay. But I'd rather podcast on Mondays than skip a week and not podcast at exactly. all. Exactly. So we, we, we torture ourselves after our long days where we're tired, <laughs> can't remember what happened the previous Monday or anything, but we do it for all of you. And, you know, <laughs> we could like, I, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but I did listen back to Monday and it's better than I thought it was. Yeah. Well, you were super tired, so I'm, I'm not surprised that you didn't think that the quality <laughs> it was of that was better than I thought it was when I was, when we were actually. We can do no wrong. We can, okay, let, let's just say it. Let's just say it. All right. You ready? You ready? Okay. You ready? I'm ready. We'll say it at the same time. One, two, three. We're the best. <laughs> Oh no! Is that I'm not, I'm not supposed to say. That. See, I don't know um, that that kind of stuff. I can't say that we're the best podcast. I can't. That's not for me to say, because I'm not a fan of me. I mean, I am. Let's be real here. I'm probably my biggest <laughs> fan, but I'm not a fan of me. I'm not a fan of this show. I do this show. You know, you know, yeah. you know. So I could easily say James Light Jr. Gosh, you're you're great. I could so easily say, um, a Pier 54, ladies, you are knowledgeable. My gosh, boy, do you know things. I could say all those stuff. But I'm curious about what people say about us. That's what I want to know. All right? All right? When all of those other podcasters sit around and they start talking about the competition, they go, we got to target those 10th floor people. I know it. I know it. <laughs> We're going to knock them off of their oh pedestal. Oh, my gosh. All right? They're going to pull in their own five families and have some sort of secret meeting to take over our territory. Okay, let me tell, let me tell our <laughs> listeners something, okay? Okay. Real quick. All right. Next Saturday, listeners, I, I'm going to the Stone Cold and Jacker show. Ooh, you're going to get the scoop. In Sacramento, California. Get us the scoop, ma. <laughs> and I got the VIP ticket. Uh -huh. So there's going to be questions and answers. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. What? So, <laughs> yeah, I got the VIP ticket. There is no way. There's no way that Steve Britton's not going to get a question. Exactly. About, hey, you still work there, buddy? Unless there's an announcement right. made before next Saturday. I know. So... I just wanted to tell you guys, next Sunday, when we podcast, I'll begin you low down on what I heard on Saturday. <laughs> well, okay? well, definitely. Um, I, I just, I wonder if someone will be brave enough to ask. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If nobody asks before you get called on, I know that you're going to have the cojones to go ahead and ask that question. I know. I know that you could. And not be embarrassed. Oh, oh I'm not. No, I, you know what? <laughs> I, I, no, I would not be embarrassed. I would. I would say any, well, you know, Matthew, me, I could almost say anything to anybody. Mm -hmm. I don't get shy around folks. No. The only person I clammed up with and what got weird was Donny Osmond. Well, you've been a fan of his since you were like seven. I got weird when I was right in his face. and with the, 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 Well, you but, know, they, they call that puppy love. 
evidently are. <laughs> <laughs> and they called it puppy love. Anyway, but I'm going to see him again someday with a VIP. I'm going to be very different. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got to work but out. But when that happened, when I clammed up and got all weird, your dad was like, what is wrong with you? What's happening here? This isn't the one I married. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So, 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 yeah. You know, if someone asks it, I wonder what the answer is going to be. I wonder if it'll be true. I wonder if it'll be false. I wonder if it'll be something along the lines of you're going to have to just keep watching to find out. I think it's going to be a combination of a version and bullshit. Well, yeah, um, there is 0% chance that Steve and Bradford are not prepared already with an answer to this question. Right. There's no way. There's no way, especially since they kept the date. All right, all right, all right, all right. So for the folks that don't know exactly what we're talking about, let, let's, just go, let's just go ahead and recap the real world behind the scenes okay. of General Hospital for folks that might not be so connected as to what's going on. Uh, November 1st, 2021 was the date that Disney... The parent company that owns ABC and therefore General Hospital uh, put down their mandate that you must show a valid and complete vaccination card at the gate in order to get into the set of General Hospital. Doesn't matter who you are, what character you play, what job you have on the show, you must have a valid vaccination card in order to get onto the lot. Mm. One, two, or more actors. Now, people have only talked about actors. I have no idea about staff members, directors, producers, writers, costume designers, makeup, yeah, or anybody other than actors that did not get vaccinated before this date. I, there's been no talk about that because people are most interested in actors, which I think is a little unfortunate. But hey, it is what it is. So I don't know what's going on when it comes to mm -hmm. set design and camera operators and such. But when it comes to actors, one, two, or more may no longer be on our show. Right. Nothing is confirmed. Nothing is set in stone. Nothing has been announced by anybody. No actor has said anything. Not even Nancy Lee Gron, who is the champion of get your butt vaccinated, has not confirmed or denied whether right. or not someone else has been vaccinated on the show. So mm -hmm. the big rumor mill says Ingo Rademacher, which of course is not a surprise. Jax, he's kind of been the 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 most prominent. He's been vocal. Yeah, yeah he's, he's been the most guy. prominent vocal anti-vaccinator on the GH cast. Um, and really, his his infamy on this really, really, really came up because mainstream entertainment news picked up on some of the things that he was saying. Mm -hmm. Now, had Ingo Rademacher not said a word on social media, maybe we wouldn't even be in this situation because his anti-vax stance really caught the attention of Hollywood, therefore catching the attention of Disney, and you don't play with the mouse. <laughs> it's that, it's no. that simple. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, maybe Ingo did this to himself and therefore did this to potentially Steve Burton, who was the other name. That they put down saying, did not, did not. Now, on top of that, though, all right, dear listeners who listen to us for your 100% source of true news, which we are not. Mm -hmm. Steve Burton has previously said, I am vaccinated. He has? He has said that. Oh, 
I did not know. So, if it is true that when Mr. Steve Burton said that he was vaccinated, and that could not back that up with the actual proof that they were asking for on November 1st, and has lost himself a job, Dad's bad on two levels. So I don't know what the truth of the situation is. This is only what the incredible, insane, deep rumor mill has to say about the status of General Hospital in the cast. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. The only thing that I have seen any sort of confirmation is um, Maurice Bernard put on Instagram. We just filmed something that's going to break the Internet. But I don't know what that means. Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Did they kill Jason again? Did, uh, is Billy Miller going to walk into the frame and the announcer's going to go, the role of Jason Morgan will now be played by Billy Miller. Like, <laughs> what's going to happen? That's crazy. I just, I'm curious to see if that's what's going to be you the know, case. You know, I'm not... I'm not, if, if Steve Burton doesn't want to have a vaccine, vaccine, I'm not surprised actually. Yeah. Because Steve Burton really um, is very diligent about what he puts in his body. And, you know, he, for food, nutrition, mm -hmm. his exercise, I know, you know, he may have, I wouldn't be surprised if he feels that way. As an anti-vaxxer, I wouldn't be a bit surprised because he does treat his body like a temple. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> what disappoints me, if if it's true, is that he lied about his card. We will have don't to see. Lie. I don't know what part of it is no, true, which I part of it is false. I hope that's not true. I hope that's not true. I don't want to hear that he lied about his card. I, I don't want to hear that either. I don't want to hear that either because that, that takes it from... Um, from from just having like a, a stance on something right or wrong, you know, mm -hmm. just kind of have an opinion into lying and falsifying and trying to get by while not. It's a, it's a whole different other world. Right. So uh, again, yeah, again, fine. again, dear listeners, we don't know what the hell's going on. We're not there. I am geographically close and that's about it. Um, any sort of insider source that I may have met over the last year being down here has been just as tight-lipped as everybody else on the cast of General Hospital, so I cannot confirm or deny the truth of anything. But mm -hmm. at the very least, I don't think we're going to be seeing Jax anymore. I think someone's going to have to walk onto that set and go, Jax had to fly back to Australia for some sort of emergency. Yeah. <laughs> Jack is so brokenhearted about Nina, he just went back to Australia. Yeah, you know, and and, and just because you're not allowed on set doesn't mean that they can't still use you in some capacity, so perhaps he can even film some sort of cell phone something for them to put on, some sort of FaceTime conversation that he can have with Nina or something. I, I don't know exactly what they're going to be doing with that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I'm excited to see, well, and I also, I'm, 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 I don't know, it's one of those like worried concern excitements. You know, because I want it to work out and I want it to help the show, but I'm afraid it's not. Well, I did hear that Steve Burton, and this was from Bradford on a post, he was on vacation this week. Hmm. Really? Hmm. His vacation started November 1st? Really? Hmm. That sounds like a, that sounds like a cover. That sounds like a, that sounds like them trying to prevent somebody from asking them, why wasn't Steve on set this week? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, we're losing Jason again, you guys. Uh, 
All right, no, okay, so, so, so if this was Jax and Brit, if this was Jax and Mac, if this was Jax and Spinelli, if this was Jax and pretty much anybody else other than Jason or Sonny, mm-hmm. it would not Probably. be that big of a deal. People would go, oh, wow, that sucks. What a loser. But since it's Jason Morgan, mm-hmm. and it's more about losing the character necessarily over the actor. I know that people love Steve Burton, but Steve Burton wasn't on the show for five years, and General Hospital was just fine. Right. So but everybody was, but everybody was two Jason, Jason. One was singing in the street when he came back. Yes, 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 yes. I, mean, I can't say that he's not popular, not famous, not not something that um, that people want to see on the show. But I can also say that uh, Steve Burton Part Two, Jason Morgan Part Two, has not captured the same imagination as his first go around as the character. Yeah. People are very, very um, confused as to Jason's thought processes and choices that he's made over the last couple of years um but you know us on this show we always try to accept things as they are and enjoy the show for what it is and not try to you know compare it to whatever stories we could have written in our own heads because no matter what no matter how good of the thing that it is that you're watching at home it's never ever ever going to compare to what you think should happen because you're always going to prefer your own thoughts you're always going to prefer your own feelings as to how a story should go over what actually happens every time every time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so ah i don't know it's crazy it's weird i've talked a lot about this topic already (laughs) (laughs) i guess we can get into the actual show um but you know i mean maybe 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 he'll disappear maybe i mean right now the story is, is is cool for jason to disappear he could just vanish off of crete yeah like like in all sincerity he could go i'm gonna go check out that noise and never mm-hmm. come back. Uh-huh. And have it be like, we don't know, we literally don't know what happened to Jason. Like, it mm-hmm. could be that simple. He could just miss him. He's, yeah, he, he, he's been taken. Mm-hmm. You know, someone got him. We, yeah. we don't know if he's alive, we don't know if he's dead. And um, it might be an interesting, uh, fun little soap story as well, because how often does a, does a character leave the room and then you just never see them again? The last time that happened is when that Elvis kid, Martin kid, went up to the attic and all my children never came down. Elvis Martin? The eldest Martin kid. Oh. <laughs> went upstairs in the attic and uh-huh. never came down. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> There's a skeleton up there. Um, there is. So, so, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's happened on, on sitcoms. You know, um, Judy Winslow disappeared from Family Matters entirely. Little Littlest Winslow kid just mm-hmm. gone. Uh, one mm-hmm. of the kids from Step by Step just gone. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, who, who else vanished? Uh, R- Richie Cunningham's older brother. Gone. Chuck, 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 Chuck Cunningham. Went, just Chuck just away and he, gone. He was just, yeah. Dr. Pulaski on Star Trek The Next Generation Season 2. Gone. You know, just... <laughs> so it does happen. It, it, it does happen. It does happen. But what soaps have that these other shows don't is, um, you know, on Star Trek The Next Generation, Dr. Pulaski disappears, Dr. Crusher walks in, you're like, we just got to do Doctor. We need a sentence to say she was transferred. The end. You know? But on yeah. soap opera, you've got... He's been kidnapped by Peter. Victor has his second plan going on. Jason has been mind-controlled like Drew had. Like, so many different things could happen from the mystery of what happened to Jason. Without being able to say, without being able to show him falling into a river, without being able to show him in a box, without being able to show him Mm -hmm. taken away in a mask somewhere, just literally he left the room and we never saw him again. I think is 
low budget, and interesting. But I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what... We'll see what happens. <laughs> it's not like Samers could to miss him anyway. I just want it to be not true. I know you don't want it to be true because Steve Burton Jason is 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 was is your character. He's your character. You I love like him. Steve you want Burton him. Jason. You want him on. You you really like Jason. You 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 care. You want him to be happy. You want sure. him to be on the show, and you think he's foxy with his blue eyes. I get it. Yeah, I get it. And you know, I've been listening to his the podcast, and 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 you and like him. You know, yeah, and I like him as a person. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. He feels a little sophomoric to me, but you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Yeah, you know, he's one, he's one of those 50-year-olds, right, who thinks that he's still like 28, you know, in his sense mm-hmm. of humor. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, I do, I do, I do. But what he's very yeah, good at, though, what Jason, what he, what Jason, <laughs> what Steve Burton is very good at, though, is making fun of himself and making fun of his own career. Um, he understands yes, he that he is a soap actor. He understands that he is a soap star. And he can lean into that any direction that he wants. He can lean into it as, you know, all of these uh, ladies really love me. They love me on this soap that they've watched for the last 30 years. And he also very readily leans into, I have had the most ridiculous job my entire life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> and those Q and A's well, are fun. Let, well, like I said, next week when I go yeah. on Saturday, I will let y'all know on Sunday morning, eleven o'clock, what well, I heard. What they gonna say? Well, I mean, by the time we upload it, well, maybe we should start doing like a YouTube live recording, like JLJ does. You know, get get make a little live chat happen and respond to some fans. We'll see. We'll talk. Possibility. It is a possibility because his is at four, you know, and then we wouldn't be direct competition, and then people can spend all day long watching and listening to GH content on Sundays while they spend time with their families or, or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, in between the shows, you go spend some time with your family. Yeah, you know. You Get off the elevator, go spend some time with your family. <laughs> Get back on some kind of elevator or an escalator. <laughs> and of course, we would still or offer an escalator. it. We would still <laughs> offer it in the same format that you guys have listened to us for over a year now, too. We would also still put it on the podcaster. At the same time for y'all to listen at work or whenever it is mm-hmm. that you do it. But, you know, maybe it's a little time. Maybe it's time for the 10th floor to expand a little bit more into what kind of audience we're trying to reach into. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about it, Matt. We'll talk about it. We'll talk in about the, it. But in the meantime. We got to talk about General Hospital. We got to talk about the crazy stuff that's going on on G8. <laughs> we have been doing this podcast for about 19 minutes and have covered no plot. I know. Well, hey, the backstage world is just too interesting right now. I guess it is. It, it, it is, is interesting it is, it is. right now. All right. Well, let's it let's is. let's then let's talk about let's let let's talk about Papa Ashford beating the tar out of Joey Novak. Okay. <laughs> That's got to be what happened to him. What other explanation is there? Okay, so there Joey Novak no goes and he goes in there and he's like, "Hey, Kylie Morgan. Oh, I don't know. It's it's Corinthos again. That's just so hard to keep up with. You know, <laughs> just going in there being a total tool." Um, yeah. <laughs> As Joey Novak does. Listen, my uncle's dead. The family has put their support behind me because it's completely falling apart. Nobody else is going to take advantage of it. And I'm going to go in and I'm going to saunter right up to Kylie Corinthos. And I'm going to say, hey, Kylie, I'm back in town. All right. All right. And we're going to test this new Sonny. Okay. We're going to test this new Sonny. You can see this new Sonny's worth his metal. You know what I mean? 
Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> New Sonny didn't even have a chance to get revenge because, okay, all right, all right. You all saw it, right? Okay, Joey Novak yeah. leaves the Savoy. Well, he left the Savoy. But, you he know, because Cur- Curtis, Curtis pretty much told him, yeah. you know, he kind of had his arm behind, uh, back yeah. in, in his back and like, you out of here, buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, I, and I, I, as I was watching, too, you know, and she, he is in Carly's face. Well, you know, she had to be shaking in her boots a little bit. She was, she, she, she stood herself. up though. Oh my God. Yeah, she did. Like, yeah, she did. Are and we going to have a problem? Was, <laughs> yeah, so I'm watching and, uh, and I thought, oh, Curtis is going to be here in a minute and kick, oh, yeah. kick his butt out. Oh yeah. And sure enough, he did. Yeah. And stupid Gladys is sitting right there too, wasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> Scared Gladys. Scared Gladys. Mm-hmm. Okay, Gladys. Scared Gladys. Do you still want your boy to go into the mob? Yeah. All you heard was some cracker, cracker and dum dum. Now I will um, give it to Gladys. Okay, Gladys has not pushed Brando to rejoin the mob ever since the hospital visit, where she said it's not about the mob; it's about the money. Yeah, that's true. So, so <laughs> maybe maybe she's gotten off of that. Um, Maybe, but she did get her. She did get a little scared, didn't she? She did. She did. It, it totally reminded. Oh God, that's Joey Novak. This is more mafia stuff happening in front of me. And what she said is the truth. Gladys has been on a truth train recently, even if you people don't like it. Um, <laughs> where she she straight up, she's like, I uh, I almost died hanging out with you guys. Mm-hmm. Like if it, if it wasn't for sheer luck, I would have been in that limo. So yeah, so uh, uh, so, so well, Joey gets gets asked to leave. Yes, he sure and then is. he's talking to his associates. Hey, you know we're gonna go ahead and take over this town. You know it's gonna be us, you and me, and me and you and you and me. The Novaks on top. All right, goodbye, woos. Goodbye, Corinthoses. Goodbye, everybody that's gonna stand in our way. And then out from the shadows comes Papa Ashford. Okay, <laughs> just kind of doing his little like I'm gonna rub my mustache. You yeah. know. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at you all suspicious like and you don't know what I want, you know, okay? And my first interpretation was holy crap, they're working together. That was my mm. first thought. That was my first thought. Oh. Holy smokes. They're working together. They're doing some sort of some sort of Curtis's dad is alive, but he's not really Curtis's dad and he's pretending to be type of thing to so they can get into the Savoy. Because I think this would be a great cover, don't you think? The Savoy, we're gonna take it over. We're gonna take it over. We're gonna take over the Savoy. Mm-hmm. Guess who you don't tell? You're going to take over the Savoy, too. Curtis's secret dad, who's been slowly spying on him over the last couple of weeks. Sure. So, what did he do? He papa beard. He, yes. <laughs> you, oh. He papa beard big time. Oh, I'm... And I think we're going to find out, we're going to find out that Papa Ashford is, is in the mafia. This, oh, I think we're going to find, no, I don't think we're going to find out he's no? in the mafia. I think we're going to find out that he is an old school, like, golden glove champ yeah from a long time ago he's like a golden glove champ okay that makes big, sense famous fighter you a know? big boxer he a looks boxer. familiar he looks familiar says curtis he looks familiar but i just don't know who it mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. so yeah maybe i don't know because because curtis told the whole story of his dad a couple of weeks ago which may have been the first time he even ever said it as a character. You know, what is They never mentioned his father ever before that. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, you know, when it comes to the pacing of the story, you can put a little question mark next to it because he was telling the story of his dad at the same time they were introducing this new character kind of watching. So mm-hmm. pacing on it is a little strange, but that's, that is what it is. You only have so much time to tell these stories. Um, 
So this is the first time that we really learned what, what Curtis's dad and mom and his whole growing up situation was like. Because we really only know what was like what life was like for them when they were in their 20s. When they were hanging yeah, out with it, Jordan. It, and they kind of alluded to like his dad just couldn't handle what was going on or whatever. Just couldn't handle being a parent or a husband, whatever. And, and like yeah. took off to get like pack cigarettes and come back. I think that's kind pretty much what they said. Like exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm into it. I like it. I'm good. I'm I'm, I'm enjoying yeah. it. I, I I it made me supremely curious about this seemingly father character. Um, now we don't have a confirmation that it's Curtis's dad. That's just my assumption. Right. But I, I I'm I just just the the introduction of his his beating the crap out of Joey Novak just makes me ten times more curious to learn about this person. And I don't think he would have attacked him if he wouldn't have said something about taking over the Savoy. Totally. That's what he was doing. That's totally, totally, totally what was happening. He was protecting Curtis's venture from this mafia. A thousand percent. That's what happened. So <laughs> yeah. I'm into it. And it was it. funny, too. And, you know, and, and Carly just assumed and, and, and wish she would. Of course. Why would she? <laughs> that, you know, somebody that works for Sonny took yeah. care of it. Yeah. And then he comes back to town saying, Duh. <laughs> exactly. I didn't do that. That wasn't me. But you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take advantage of this situation, though. I'm going to walk in there, and I'm, I'm not going to say that I didn't do it, but I'm not going to say that I did do it either. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say I'm taking your territory, all right? The Novaks are now Corinthos. Mm-hmm. Um... You're messing with me, Joey, and your uncle is messing with me. Look what happened to both of you. Look what happened to both of you. So I just, I just, I wonder though, I wonder, because I didn't feel, I didn't feel as though Sonny's heart was totally into it. Um, so I wonder, is that Maurice Bernard going, yeah, I'm doing the mob again and I just don't like it. Or is that brilliant characterization of Sonny just, it's not... Just not liking it anymore, you know? It's yeah, it seems to me like Maurice is going to be going full sunny real soon because I did see on social media the beard's gone and his hair is jet black again. That doesn't mean anything. Well unless he's like, I gotta you gotta get rid of this this mic from me and he tries and he fails. I don't know. I think there's still time, there's still story to tell, unless they're completely jumping off of this and abandoning it, which I don't want that to be the case. I don't want it to be the case either, and they've got to wrap up Nina. I mean, the, the, you know, Nina's where? Where's Nina? Uh, not on this week, I guess. I don't know. I'm trying to figure yeah. it out. Trying to figure it out. Well, I mean, we got some Crete stuff this week. We got some Sunny and the Mob stuff this week. Oh my gosh, Britt totally shot shot uh, Liesel in the tummy with a harpoon. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> my God. And I love Kathleen Gotti so much. I just, I just adore her. Her interpretation of this character is so insanely interesting and good. And a way that if I were to be given these scripts, you get a script, okay, and you read it, okay. It's just mm-hmm. words on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. okay. It doesn't. It, it, it. And there might be a stage direction or, or, or a suggestion as to what this person might be thinking or feeling. But for the mm-hmm. most part, it's up to you to figure out what the line you shot me Britta means 
You shot me, Britta. I'm angry. <laughs> you shot me, Britta. I'm proud. You know, like those are the same words, but the emotion in it is different. And you're not necessarily right. granted that when you were given the script. Right. And, you know, she said to us, though, when we were talking with her, she said to us that she really dissects the scripts. Yeah, yeah, and more so than uh, her other fellow cast members would. And that's mm-hmm. that's a, that's lessons that I learned when I went to college for, for acting for the camera, which was pretty much soap opera acting 101. It's pretty much what this <laughs> class wound up being, which I didn't realize at the time, not until I started really learning about how soaps were produced. I saw that this mm-hmm. acting for the camera class was a soap set, uh, essentially a soap setup. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the mm-hmm. cameras that they reeled from the different sets that were permanently built that mm-hmm. we used for every single thing we could possibly think of. Well, if we move this couch out of the way and put in this table, it becomes an interrogation room. Uh-huh. If we take this table out of the way and put a four-top restaurant set, it becomes a restaurant. Like, mm-hmm. this brick wall could be used for so much. Right. Uh, so, uh, so, so lots of lessons there when it came to that. But part of, the, part of it, too, was interpreting the script. Take it apart. Dissect it. You rewrite every single line that you have in uh, translate it translate it into what this really means what are they mm-hmm. really saying i'm so proud mm-hmm. of or, um, you shot me britta would be translated into you b word you've killed me mm-hmm. if that's the emotion that you're trying to get from that line yeah. or you finally learned how to aim properly i love you <laughs> you know yeah. like that's the that's the translation of yeah. the you shot me britta line you know so yeah and I got, I, uh, what I got that from her was, you know, she was like proud of her, like, look at you. Yeah. You're, it was like, you're like a wonder woman. <laughs> it, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was proud. And I, I didn't see her, her hurt. She wasn't offended. She wasn't angry at Britta at all. Um, she was insanely happy to see her. Mm-hmm. She was proud that Britta w- didn't hesitate and just fired when that door opened. Because that's right. what Liesl would have said. If Liesl had come out and said, Listen, Britta, just you have to protect yourself. Even if it's me opening this door, you must fire right away. Like, she would say yes. that. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Um, and so so there was, it was excitement to see her. It was proud. And then she had that line of, Britta, if I'm going to die, I want to be in your arms. And just, <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. It went right to my heart. It really did. It really did. <laughs> Oh my goodness! You know, I mean, and, and it really, it really goes to show how strong of a moment those, the, the strong of a moment that was created with just those scenes. Because I remember it so completely well. I don't remember Olivia being drunk, drunk with Robert, as well as I remember Liesel taking the harpoon from Britta. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because so. you know, and and through their relationship, we have seen it full circle. Where, like I said. Um, before, when Liesel first came to town and Britta first came were on campus, she was terrible to her daughter. Yeah, yeah. and I do and appreciate that they full, covered that recently too. And it was comes full. It's come full circle where she adores her daughter, loves her daughter, yeah. respects her daughter. What's that poison of phase on? Proud gone. of her daughter. You know yes. all of it. Yes, yes. All of it. I loved it. Yes. Yes. And I love the fact that Lisa was back. They had her held up somewhere for a minute. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like they poisoned her and like threw her behind the van or something. And then they picked her yeah. up again and took her somewhere else. I'm not quite understanding exactly what was going on with all that. I, I feel like they tried to maybe set up some, uh, 
red herrings, some false trails for the fans to go, oh my gosh, oh no. And then they just kind of like 1920s adventure serials changed it the last second. Um, mm-hmm. Like like the, uh, I'm sure you're familiar because Grandpa Carl was in your life for a long time, but those old 1920s adventure things where it ends in a cliffhanger, the the, the, the car flies off of the cliff. Um, Annie Wilkes said a big thing about it in Misery, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it falls off the cliff, and the next episode they show him getting out of the truck, but we didn't see that last week. That's not what happened. He didn't get out of the howdy-doody truck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I feel like we had some old-timey oh, cereal yeah. stuff happening there with, with some of this Crete thing, where they're like, they they poisoned her, threw her in her ditch. No, they picked her up. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know, so let's talk about the other, there are lots of things happen on Crete. On oh, yes. Crete. Not one only thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I just, I just didn't see, I wouldn't see Jason Morgan laying down his gun. He's a marksman. You know, he could have shot him. That's, um, yeah, that, that, that's, that's the big question that also happened on Twitter before we, before people thought that Steve Burton was no longer working for the show was, uh, Jason, what's that? What's, what, what's up with that? What's up with that? Um, I don't really have a good... Um, you know how I can find the silver lining and the hope and the potential art- artistic reason for particular choices that might be made to serve a particular sure. story. But on this particular one, I really don't have a good answer for you because they even talked about how great of a marksman he is. Yeah. During that. He could have just... He could have just shot Peter. He should have. He, he should have shot Drew. To be honest, I, I guess. I guess that's what it is. Because Peter said you're going to either have to put down your gun, kill me, or kill your brother. Mm-hmm. Now, in Jason's shoes, okay, he could shoot Peter and kill him, but then that would mean Britt would die because Drew would do that. Then Jason would have to kill Drew, and maybe Lisa would die as well. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, that's that's some dominoes that falls. Uh, alternatively, I can shoot Drew, which is essentially killing my brainwashed brother, who is not making these choices on his own. He's just brainwashed. Right. So I'm murdering him because he's a victim. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't want to do that. And himself knows what it feels like to be brainwashed. Right. And I don't mm-hmm. want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I can either put down my gun, kill Peter, or kill my brother. If I put down my gun, I don't have to kill anybody I don't want to. Now, is that still a Maybe choice I'll that have a Jason to would kill make? Somebody later. Maybe. Now, is that still a, cho- a, a choice that Jason would make? I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't really know. I don't. It was just the, the way they played him before. The way mm-hmm. they played him before, he was just such a good marksman that he could have shot Peter in the head. And Peter wouldn't have been able to have a chance to even do nothing. He'd be dead so fast. Okay, so basically, Jason of old would be <laughs> would have been able to like line up that shot so one bullet took two people out. Something like that? Something like Something that. Something crazy, yeah. Something like that. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, it's, it's just to continue anyway. to serve it. It's just continue to keep it going, to keep it, to keep it happening, to make it seem like Peter always I has sure the way to get out. Them to go... I know. I really wanted them to go back to Crete on Friday, and they didn't. They're just leaving it for you to decide. See, uh, um, now we, we have some stuff in the can, so whatever happened or may not have happened to the cast this week isn't really going to be felt for a little bit. A couple weeks still. Christmas time. I mean, I don't uh, know how Christmas. far out was it. Is it uh, did, did they get back to the full six weeks ahead of time? 
Uh, I don't know for sure, but I know there are at least four. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I really, I, 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 I'm really uncertain. Uh, I don't think we're going to see any changes as no, soon as next week or anything like that. I don't think so either. And I don't think we will until after Thanksgiving. So Jason will be having himself a slice of pepperoni for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's going to go upstairs and wash his hands and never come down. <laughs> I'm going to go get some milk, you guys. <laughs> gone <laughs> uh you know i mean yeah, i mean it could be something as simple as that i'm gonna go upstairs I, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go say good night to danny uh and uh danny's gone jason's gone and the room is tossed i don't know yeah i don't know 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 uh but yeah all that good stuff and um uh okay all right all right let's talk let's let, let let's talk about then uh, probably all right, so we talked about the most popular behind-the-scenes thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. All right, we talked about mm-hmm. we talked about the very popular strange decision that Jason made. So mm-hmm. let us now talk about the thing that is by far and away the thing that is the most loved on General Hospital by its entire audience, and I'm not being sarcastic. Spencer and Trina. Spencer and Trina. That is the number one thing on General Hospital when it comes to fan reaction that I've come across. Well, you watched Friday, didn't you? I did. Ooh, Trina. Trina, Trina, Trina. on Spencer. She told him good, didn't she? She has been giving him chances to make his own choices, and she has been in his corner, really, to help him make the right ones as often as Mm -hmm. he will let her. Um, But Trina is Trina is someone that's not ever going to be walked over. I don't think so. If they ever write her where she is just, you know, just a perpetual victim, I will be shocked. I can see how she can be victimized in ways like she has been during the stalker storyline. Well, sure. Sure. But she does not. She is. But after she has been victimized, she's not does not go through life being a victim. Right. I mean, this girl. Oh, I love her so much. She's a firecracker. <laughs> I love her. I uh, love her. And I I, uh, I love the character. And I love how assertive she is. And for such a young woman to be assertive like that, it's not in our regular character as a female to be like that. When you're 18 or 19, and a lot of times for a male too, it doesn't matter, a human being, mm-hmm. you're going to be... So unsure of yourself. Yeah. Your confidence just, just isn't built just the age in group. yet. I'm about to you become an adult. Oh, man. Things are oh, different and strange. You know, typically, during that age group, you you still think of like a teenager for the most part. Yeah. The biggest con- a lot of times, the biggest concern is, do they like me? Who liked me? No, just being liked and being accepted is like the number one thing in the world. Yeah. And so you, you know what I mean? Well, I guess so. For her, to, yeah. for her to be so assertive and so just tell it like it is, uh-huh. and just and she tore him down. Oh with yeah, don't tore him down. I, I came to tell it. Ava that I'm 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 ready to accept her into the family. Don't lie to me. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 do don't. You're here for the money. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, j- j- look, come on. Let's just let's just strip it all down. <laughs> 
let's just talk about what's really going like no Trina amazing excellent wonderful um, and is exactly and and Spencer Nicholas Chavez and Spencer both glorious both of them the character's great and the actor's doing wonderful um oh yeah I, I okay I think he's I think he's you know especially on Friday as well for him he just hit it out the park both of those kids just hit it out the park he just ah oh, his 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 what he says to Trina about Trina is the most truthful truth I have ever seen come out of an actor's mouth on a soap opera I I you know I he's not going to be on the show for very long because he's too good. I really think is what it's coming down to, to be honest with you. Um, Cause you know how, you know how good Nell is. You know how good she is. Yes. Chloe Lanier. Chloe, <laughs> Chloe Lanier on the show no more. She's not but even on the show. But no, she's, no but, but she working. But Chloe Lanier, Lanier, Lanier. I don't know how to say it. I always want to say it's Lanier. Lanier. It's Lanier. Yeah. yeah. Chloe Lanier. Um, heads and shoulders above the rest when it comes to talent you know like so it's just so good so good at being bad so good at playing the line so good at dropping the tears so good at being manipulative so good at just digging in you with like she's good she is but you know i see there i think there's two or three veterans that are just as good as chloe lanier yeah yeah and it's well it's very easy to say this person is amazing when they're not on the show anymore and you kind of miss what they were bringing mm-hmm. but somebody that's been on the show for consistently for a very long time like alexis nancy legrand i think that she she really gets into her stories very well i think she's a very convincing actress mm-hmm. you know um and part of that too is because over the last couple of years i've learned who nancy legrand kind of is as a person to a degree, mm-hmm. just through her social mm-hmm. media. Um, yeah, she's very active. She's very active and she's very opinionated. And um, then also was on some interviews, you know, that people have been talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. Some some not so nice things that Maurice Bernard might have said. Um, other opinions that people like Steve Burton have given when it comes to just Nancy Lee as a person and how they kind of mm-hmm. avoid her. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Alexis, on the other hand, though, totally engaging. I'm interested in what she's up to most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, uh, that, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I just, I'd like it. I think that she's one of the best. And well, of course, everybody loves Jeannie Francis. Well, yeah. <laughs> My three favorites and, and, you know, one of them is not everybody's favorite for sure. Um, I really like Laura Wright. Mm-hmm. I think she's great at playing Carly. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed her so much when she stood up and, and, you know, she was shaking a little bit. She was shaking her boots, but yeah. she was covering it good. She yeah, you could, you, could, you could see the adrenaline surge. Yes. So, you know, I, I, think, I think Laura Wright's wonderful. I think Maura West is wonderful. Maura West it really is wonderful. Because <laughs> you, you can always, what? okay, when it comes to Maura West, all right, you, you can always see the, the layers of Ava. When Mar- mm-hmm. when Mara West is out there doing her thing, when she's having her conversation with Nicholas, it's one thing. But when Nicholas turns and leaves, and the camera lingers on her, you can see her face change into what's actually happening. Oh, how was your meeting with Sean, honey? It was fine. It was you know just got some business taken care of. Well, I'm glad everything worked out. And then he turns and leaves, and then she gets this look of like, "What the hell are you up to, Nicholas?" Exactly. What you got going on? You know, yeah. Yeah. 
and yeah. she didn't have to say a word, and we knew exactly what she was thinking. Exactly, as exactly. Walked away. And that makes and that makes you just invaluable when it comes to soaps, because really you don't have a whole lot of time to push this stuff anymore. And so being able mm-hmm. to get something across in a look is so valuable, and it's something that makes her just a superstar and somebody that is an asset mm-hmm. to the show, really. Um, mm-hmm. But back to Nicholas and Nicholas Spencer and Trina, yes. Nicholas Chavez, uh, and uh, Cindy Michaela. Excellent, amazing, great additions to the show. Um, but Spencer tells her the truth about his heart and his feelings, and you're the only person that has ever talked to me like this. Mm-hmm. You're the only, like, he, like really, Trina is the only person that's talked to Spencer like he's a normal person. Not a rich boy, not someone who needs a little, 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 little kid gloves, not somebody that needs to be, oh, just shown the right way to go because he's come from such an evil family. She's like, no, you're being a dick. You yeah, need to stop, much. like, stop being an asshole. Uh-huh. Go to yeah. work. Yeah. And make something out of your life. It's really not that hard. Every other person on this planet has to do that, but you want to get around it because you come from rich family. Like, no, privilege. Get out of here. Exactly. I loved it. Yeah, so good. I and he really appreciates it. I was really disappointed in Nicholas when he went to Kelly's. Yeah. Yeah. Because he thought that job was beneath his kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He did. Well, he um, wasn't pleased at all They are that, that kid was trying to make an honest dollar. They are um, really uh, showing that sure. the Cassidines do not see work as something that needs to happen. Um, especially anyway, this huh? generation of Cassidine. All right. Uh, Valentine is like the last Cassidine that, that worked. He was the leader of Cassidyne Industries and was a great CEO and all that kind of stuff. Nicholas, sure, he's in charge of it, I suppose. But mm-hmm. he doesn't work. No. He doesn't run that thing. He doesn't make choices. He's not in there negotiating. Valentine did all that stuff, but Nicholas does not. Nicholas is just an heir. Mm-hmm. He's a, just a prince. He's just a prince. Yes, and Spencer says he doesn't want to be one now. I no longer have a father. I'm no longer a prince. I don't want any of your money. Yeah. Good choices. Maybe though. he can rent a maybe he can rent a room from Austin because Austin won't don't want to be a quarterman. He doesn't want to be a. <laughs> a Who's living at Kelly's right now? I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. Right. Is Sean living right? at Kelly's? No, Sean. Sean's living in Alexis's house. I I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they do well. Why aren't Spencer and Esme upstairs above Kelly's? Uh, probably because they can't afford it. I mean, really, technically, Spencer has had this job. Okay, here we go. Week is week is a day. A day is a week. Port mm-hmm. Charles time. Okay, Spencer right. got this job on Wednesday, and payday was Friday. No, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> no, that's. And if it was, um, you got you started working on the last day of the pay period, so mm-hmm. your check is going to be all of eighty dollars. <sighs> <coughs> if that <laughs> so a week is day days a week whatever and then he wants it and then he wants a uh, a loan you know yeah yeah oh can i get an advance da, da, da. advance yeah and then camera's like even if i wanted to i can't that's not up to me i'm gonna talk to bobby spencer about that you fool uh, <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> um I, I like Cameron though. I like Cameron's role in all of this. I like how he is—he's hard on Spencer, but he's also incredibly forgiving. 
he is and he and and um to me spends uh cameron's um friendship that he's still his friend yes 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 yeah. i don't feel that with jocelyn no that jocelyn's still you know given a vibe to, to spencer that she's still his friend i don't see it with her so much but i do see it with Kim. no no and, um, and then we got to talk about that girl there oh yeah we'll definitely get to it for sure uh, but when it comes to when it comes to the the friendship that exists between Cameron and, and Spencer, it it I think that makes a lot of sense because Cameron and Spencer, when they were the other kids, the other actors, mm-hmm. when they were younger characters mm-hmm. on the show, had stories together. They did, but they never liked each other. But they, no, they never liked each other. But it was like an antag friendship. Yeah, <laughs> you know, frenemies and type they of deal. Fought over Jocelyn when they were little. Oh, it was boys. Emma, right? Wasn't it Emma? Yeah, Emma. Yeah. And Jocelyn, and both the little boys like Jocelyn, you know. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, you know, uh, it's just, it, you know, and it just, it was frenemy type of deal. Uh, but clearly Cameron has grown into a young man that still, you know, holds on to that friendship. And who knows what sort of communication they may still have had with each other when Spencer mm-hmm. was off in France at boarding school mm-hmm. and such. You know, they didn't ever really cover any of that. And maybe Cameron just has a tender heart for people. Cameron does have a tender heart for people. And I think that's a lot yeah. of Franco's doing, to be honest. Yeah. I think Franco really opened up Cameron's heart to a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, Franco. I miss him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I can see where we're like the, the Cameron Spencer's uh, friendship might be a little stronger than the Jocelyn uh, Spencer one. Besides, Jocelyn found an enemy. And, uh, you know, when you're the kid of Carly think you're going to zero in a little more on the enemy rather than the new friend that's true yeah and that's esme she's whew. been showing her whole life esme has Ooh. been Ooh. esme knows esme. how to play some cards that's for sure well esme is the devil esme knows how to play some cards <laughs> i need to distract jocelyn i need to distract her i can see that jocelyn and cameron are not ready to do the hippity dip Mm-hmm. But I'm going to make them do the hippity dip so they can have problems and stop bothering me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think I is going think on. That she's gonna, I think she's going to try to um, seduce Cameron. Uh, I mean, that could ultimately be her big goal. If she has decided that Spencer is not the way and she needs to blow this up entirely. Mm-hmm. Then I can see her getting them all into that cabin and then the power goes out and she's there comforting Cameron in some way and they start making out and Jocelyn walks in. Because that's what she did. That's that that's what Esme planned. Esme she's got a plan. She's got um plan B, plan C, plan D, plan, you know, she got a second plan all the time. Yeah. And things don't pan out for her well most time. No. She's always got to go to the next step, the next plan. Constantly. Her plans typically don't work, really. No. <laughs> she's inexperienced. they don't work. But, man, she just, she's very nail-like. There's just nothing she wouldn't do for her own. There kid. are worse things I could do. <laughs> than go with a boy or two. I could flirt with all the guys. I can't do acapella. <clears throat> so, Smile at them and bat my eyes. Yeah. So, Press um, against them when we dance. Oh, Make them gracious. think they stand a chance. And refuse to see it through. 
That's the worst thing I could do. Sorry. I, I could stay home every Mora. night. <clears throat> I could be a good song for Mora. <laughs> um, so you distracted me so much with that, dude. <laughs> we were talking about how Esme um, is just is just trying to really like break up Jocelyn and Cameron through through sexual and, intercourse. Yes, and she's also <laughs> and she's also got some plan for Uncle Ryan, Daddy Ryan, Kevin no. Chamberlain. Chuck Evans, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Collins. Um, I, uh, mm, uh, yeah, I don't know what's. I really, really still don't know what's going on with that because Kevin did seem a little less freaked out this time around. Um, yes, he did seem less freaked out. So, but she's going to do an internship there, and she's now I've got to learn everything about the criminally insane. All she has to do is look in the mirror and talk to herself for a minute. Yeah, that was a good line. <laughs> Um. All right, we, we, I I really I really need to to talk to you about this, Ma, because we're we're fifty two minutes in. It's probably going to be a little longer of a podcast than normal because it's just how things are probably going to go out. We'll see. Um, I gotta talk about how how much more I love Harmony than Willow. We gotta talk about how I find Harmony to be far more interesting. <laughs> Matthew, I'm not surprised to hear that from you because you, uh, is it fair to say Willow is your least favorite character? Oh, yes. She's the only person, she's the only one you really throw shade at and you throw shade at her. Um, she's waste. She's waste. She is. She seriously is. <laughs> Listen, it's a soap opera. When it comes down to, if this was a different drama, if this was, I, I, I honestly, honestly, truthfully, truthfully, I wish that I had seen more Lila Quartermain because I only knew old lady in the wheelchair Lila. I didn't know Lila's pickles. I didn't know nothing. I only knew old granny, nice, we just need to stick together as Quartermains, Lila, They're, which I understand I, was her most of the time. And they had a chicken shack too. Yeah, yeah, all of that stuff, you know. Um, yeah, they had a chicken shack and they had Lila's Pickles. Lila's Pickles. Um, I didn't see much or any of that, so I cannot compare Willow to Lila because I don't know enough about Lila and the stories that she had and how they told those stories and the drama that she went through with Edward and the family and all that. So I don't know anything about that. But I can see where in the quarter main mythos, there is always room for, oh, maybe we should do the right thing this time. Hmm. But it doesn't work with Willow for some reason. Yeah. I don't see her, I guess, a strong enough force of personality mm-hmm. against the rest of the Quartermains to really change anybody's mind. And maybe that's the story that they're telling. And if she stays the way she is, and she stays in the Quartermain house... They will never do anything but just chew her up and spit her out or ignore her completely. Which Michael is kind of doing. Mm-hmm. Listen, we're not, that's, don't worry about him. We're not going to go directly after Nina. We're not going to make Nina. We're not going to take her rights away as grandparent. We're not going to take her to family court with Wiley. We're not going to do that. Don't worry about that. Hey, Governor. Hey, 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 you need to arrest Nina. You need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And he totally, completely steamrolled over her little, little sarcastic, little, little remark about mm-hmm. the differences in their lives. And he totally just skipped over it because he didn't realize what she had said. Mm-hmm. 
What do you have planned today, Michael? Well, I've got some business meetings and stuff. Oh, yeah, it sounds sounds real important. Like your day is just so much more important than mine. Oh, well, you know, I mean, uh, what, what, what do you have going on today? Uh, <laughs> like, not, like not even detecting the dissent that existed mm-hmm. within that, which means that he doesn't listen to her. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the story that they're telling. Maybe that's the story that they're telling is this is Willow is too genuine of a person to really make it in with the quarter mains. Well, they, this, this is what they could do to make her interesting. Then give her a story with her mother, Harmony. Mm-hmm. That might make, that might make Willow interesting. So, it's 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 okay. All right, all right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that I find about interesting about Harmony is her ESP. It's her experience. It's her experience with crazy ass people like Esme and being able yeah. to notice that and detect it and start to maybe yeah. prepare the people around her for somebody who is meaning to do them harm. And then yes. also her conversation that she had this week. I think it was with Esme about Shiloh and about how. The, mm-hmm. the force of personality of someone that came in, like, completely wrecked who I was as a person. Completely mm-hmm. erased who Harmony was. Like, Harmony's not even my real name. Right. That's how power... Like, she didn't say that, but... Yeah. Like, yeah. Harmony's it not even like, her real name. That That is that is who was created after her time with Shiloh. Yes. And she was kind of, like, trying to warn Esme of not losing herself mm-hmm. in these things. And I think she yes. was talking about to, to Esme about it. Yeah, she was. Um, and so I, it's just those things are so interesting. And those are traits and things that they could have given to Willow. Mm-hmm. Willow having a, a gut feeling about somebody that's do, that, that doesn't mean them well. Somebody that she, she should be a master at detecting manipulation since she was the one that was actually able to push past Shiloh's brainwashing programming from Dawn of Day. Right. She did yeah. that. Nobody else she in was, Dawn yeah, of Day did that. She was the one. She stepped away on her own she stepped away on her own gave up the kid and also mm-hmm. used her experience to help christina mm-hmm. so to make willow interesting yeah you can give her a, a story with harmony but that makes her interesting because harmony is interesting because they gave those character traits to her mother rather than the character that they were using full-time because they kept on throwing throwing her into romance and relationships and this and that. And I love Chase and he cheated on me. Now I'm with Michael and now we're pretending to be together for Wiley's sake. And now we really love each well, other, but we can't say comes, anything. Like When that, it comes to character development. Love stories are not the way to go. Well, I, I don't think Willow has the character hasn't developed, been developed. She's just, she's just so mealy. You know, just so mealy. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. If she was constantly telling Michael, you're making the wrong choice. If she was Mm -hmm. constantly saying, why are you doing it that way? Maybe we should sit down and have a conversation with Nina about Mm -hmm. this. Just chill conversation. Let's just talk about it. If she was just being like a normal person within the craziness world that is Port Charles and soap Mm -hmm. operas, I can even Mm -hmm. see more value in that because she's constantly going up against Michael's thoughts, constantly going up against the decisions that he wants to make, which I understand is kind of a weird, like misogynistic Mm -hmm. type of, Mm -hmm. well, she's should fall in line with the man, but it's less about falling in line with the man and more becoming something that Michael wants to live up to. 
an ideal that Willow holds inside of her that he is not achieving, that he wants to achieve. So he tries different things and fails and is good at it sometimes. And that's where the ebb and the flow and the interesting beats of their relationship can come through is if Michael was trying to achieve an ideal version of himself that exists in Willow's head. But we don't have any of that. No, currently he doesn't care if Willow is pleased or proud of him or or not. No, not not at he all. He wants her to continue to love him. He, he, but as yeah. far as being pleased, he don't yeah. care. Yeah, he just want to. He, he just want to do it. Another character. Another character. Yeah. Um, that is not being really, you know. Another character. Yeah, it's Chase. <laughs> it's Chase. Yes, Chase, Chase is, is not, not being used very well at all either. He's no, he's not being developed very well. No, no. I really wanted the, him. I really, really wanted them to give him a real edge mm-hmm. when the storyline of getting the paper. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. give him a little bit of edge and make him a little dark and they didn't. No. They, they gave him not. a shadow for like half a second. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, I got the paper, but maybe I shouldn't have. Here you go, Michael. And Michael's like, all right, I'll yeah. give it to Austin. Um, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know what they can do. They. I mean, that that was an opportunity. Um, he grew his beard back, so that's that's nice. He wants to be a cop again, I suppose. I suppose yeah. that's nice too. Um, he really, you know, he really does not have a story right now. No, no, no. Yeah. Just uh, just little flirtations with Brooklyn. Um, exactly. And then and then he's like, I'm bored, so I, I dusted off the case file for 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 Louise. Yeah. So I'm reading up on that. Well, maybe Chase will be the one to figure out who she is. Probably. Maybe that's what will. I mean, uh, now that Gladys knows, I think that we're getting starting to get to the the revelation point of uh, of yeah. the story. You know, I don't well, think Gladys doesn't know. No. Well, she knows that there's something up with the baby. She knows that yeah, Bailey is not Valentine's, which yeah, that plus that plus Chase uh, holding Bailey and going, mm-hmm. "This kid doesn't look like either one of you," which is a ridiculous statement because every baby is freaking identical. Okay. <laughs> newborn babies are very similar yeah, so yes. yeah like. <laughs> not for long though not for long you know your features come out pretty quick yeah yeah but newborns are identical though so Mm-mm. i can't even tell if it's a boy or a girl unless you put a color on the baby okay absolutely <laughs> you know i was at, i was at the park uh two weekends ago and a little kid was running around i'm like oh what a cute little kid what's his name oh it's a girl i'm like oh. I, jeans and a t-shirt i'm so sorry <laughs> i don't think um <clears throat> i don't think that there's a mom or dad that hasn't had that happen to them where mm-hmm. someone has you know they've had to correct them and say oh no it's a boy <laughs> oh every that's happened you know how many times someone said that your brother was a girl Oh my gosh. Well, that's what he gets for being so pretty. Well, he's pretty. <laughs> he is. <clears throat> and I didn't cut his hair. He's got your dad's big mm-hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't cut his hair until he was over a year old and he had shoulder length um, hair and he had a pretty face. It did. I could have had shoulder pads and a football uniform on him. <laughs> what a, what a, a brave girl. little girl. <clears throat> yeah, what a brave little girl. Exactly. Because he, he was. <laughs> Anyway. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Uh, so, yeah, Chase will figure something out. Uh, they'll have to stop Gladys from some sort of evil revelation, work together in order to stop Peter. I don't know exactly how it's going to shake out. Um, I don't know. 
I don't know. But yeah, Chase doesn't have, have, have an edge. Um, he, he really needs to reach out and sting somebody um, over the well, stuff that has been pulled on him. They are going to. Yeah, they, they do. He does. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to need to go back to Crete next week. I know they're going to because yeah. in the... Um, in the previews, you, you don't watch. You I can't, can't see. They're not on Hulu, so yeah. I would have to look them I up, and I never think of never it. But they did. There was there was a couple of previews of Crete, so we will go back there next. Yeah, week. yeah. I mean, no Brecht has to survive, and we got to shake out what's going to happen next with the whole Drew Peter stuff. Um, yeah, and Valentine is okay. Valentine keeps on calling Anna darling, and I can't get enough of that. I loved it too. <laughs> I loved it too. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, what did you think about Uncle? We didn't talk about Uncle Victor. Uncle Victor Cassadine. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he still got he's st- he still got some key piece of information that's going to blow this whole thing up. I don't know what it is yes, yet. He does. He's, he does. he's got and something. He can, yeah. <laughs> Allow me to introduce you to my lawyers, Holly <laughs> and Jeff Weber. Like I, like I don't know. <laughs> oh, but I still, I still think there is a level above Uncle Victor that that is going to be. I would like to introduce you to my business partner, Lorenzo Alcazar. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Like what? Oh, what did you, uh, what did you think of Sonny's conversation with Joey? Did we cover that already? We covered it a little bit where he felt, uh, where I got the sense that Sonny just isn't really feeling it as hard as he used to. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, so I guess, I guess the time away really did ch- change you, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, before then, I probably would have killed you, but this, uh, maybe I'm feeling <laughs> a little more generous this time around. <laughs> and then Carly's explaining away, oh, I guess it's a face wor- fate worse than death, huh? Yeah, yeah, some, something like that, I suppose. Listen, I just can't pull the trigger anymore. I mean, I just, I just don't. Yeah. I just don't want to hurt anybody. You, you know what? You know what happened when well, I was in. Not available. You, you know what happened when I was in Nixon Falls. You know what happened. All right. I didn't tell you anything yet because I don't want you to know that I went soft down there because I, <laughs> I was victimized like I victimized people, and I really got to learn how bad it sucks. <laughs> I mean, kind of, because, you know, the whole Eli thing yeah. would have been a sunny move yeah. to a degree, you know, I mean, not to somebody we like, only to villains, but it's a sunny move, mm-hmm. you know, push somebody out of their business so we can take over and profit on it in some way. Mm-hmm. And then there was the network of people, you know, they went to um, uh, Pigeon Hollow. I don't know how I always call it Pigeon Hollow, but whatever that other town that they went to, not Nixon Falls, but Mayberry or something. Oh. What a quaint little town. You know what it is, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and and then they met the dude, and he's like, hey, just, you know, if you need any, if he reaches out to you, you just call me. Mm-hmm. You know that that happened, right? So yeah, it's like from from the non mob boss standpoint, he really started to kind of get a sense of what organized crime is like for the people that gets victimized by it, and maybe that's leading into some stuff as well. Mm-hmm. I just I had a, the, the gentle, simple life out there. Maybe I just wanna. Serve drinks at Charlie's with Phyllis. Maybe that's how I want yeah, to live my life. I was, I was wondering about that. Is, you know, is Phyllis going to be going? I want there to be, you know, I love heartwarming holiday scenes on soap operas. So you want, I, the, love it. I know what I want for Charlie's at Christmas. You tell me first. I, I want for Thanksgiving. 
I didn't think about Christmas. And for Thanksgiving, I want there to be, you know, a community um, kitchen, big festive celebration Thanksgiving for the community that that Sonny and Phyllis and everybody put puts on. Okay. 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 I feel good. You know, I feel good. I like. I feel it. good. Feel good for it. And this will be just before Phyllis reopens up Charlie's. Okay, under her management. All right, it's a big dinner before the big opening day. Okay, mm-hmm. and Sunny brings out a new sign for the bar mm-hmm. as Charlie's gets changed to Lenny's. Yes, that's what I want to see. I want Charlie's to get that changed would to Lenny's. Awesome. I want it to become Lenny's, and if it doesn't, I'm going to be mad. I would. That I think that's awesome. That's a heartwarming scene I would enjoy. Yeah, I would cry. <laughs> because I know I know that, that Joyce guy would just would nail it out of the park and make me feel all kinds of stuff. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I, I think that it would make total sense for Charlie's to become Lenny's. I, I, I think wow. that if, <clears throat> if you weren't going to change the name of the establishment to Lenny's, you would have put mm-hmm. her in Kelly's. Yes. That's how I feel about it, you know? Yeah. Absolutely, because Kelly's Charlie's is, can go away, but Kelly's cannot. Right, Kelly's is, and besides, Kelly's is usually where these characters wind up. The one that you need to go to for advice, the one that's going to be motherly to you, the one that's going to say, come here, baby, come sleep upstairs tonight and stay away from your problems. The one that's going to give you, give you a drink, a milkshake or something while you're like, I can't believe that I accidentally shot that guy three blocks down. And she's like, listen, baby, it's going to be okay. You just have to walk right down to the police station and, send your, and submit yourself, okay? <laughs> All you got to do is just admit to the crime and your punishment will not be so bad. Those are self-defense, right? I don't know what I'm going to do. They're dead. You just need to relax and go right down to that police department. Like, that's the character that goes to Kelly's, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you're not going to change it, if you're not going to keep it Charlie's, you're wasting your time. Should have sent her to Kelly's. Okay. But yeah. if you change it to Lenny's, then it's perfect. Yes. And it flows the same. And it flows the exactly. It flows the same. Yeah. Flows the same. Flows and we the same. and we take one of those weird Chuck Charlie PC names off of the canvas. Because mm-hmm. we were recently we've really been leaning into uh, Port Charles parody names. And there's a place to live at Lenny's at Charlie's too. Yeah, because Julian was living there. Yeah, Julian was living there. Yeah. So there's there's actually a home for her there too. Oh, Lenny, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man, yeah, I bet yeah. you that's going to happen. I like it. I, I really hope that that's what happens. And if it doesn't, I, I'm, I would be very surprised because uh, me and my, 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 my plain Jane brain uh, that I got <laughs> was able to come up with that brilliant move that would just send heartwarming feels throughout, throughout the United States of America. So <laughs> oh, wow, if I was able to come up with that, I would hope that the writers in GH were able to come up with that as well. Yeah. You know, soap operas have always tried to give us um, some heartwarming scenarios during the holiday season. They always have. Most you know, of them. They it's, want a, us, it's a balancing you know, act. Yeah. There, there's usually right. some... We're a couple of years away, or a couple of months away from Father O'Malley coming back. <laughs> Wishing everybody a, a hey, Merry Christmas. Speaking, yes. speaking of all my children and, you know, the possibility of uh, Pine Valley... Mm-hmm. Uh, I read, you know, social media, so who, who knows? 
Uh, I saw I saw an article that um, Susan Lucci has signed on to do that if they want to go into production. Yes, I saw that as well. Now, I can totally see her being a recurring matriarchal, not necessary to the central plot, but still involved character. And Me the too. only reason I say, oh, only reason I say limiting, um, is just because Susan Lucci is just she's very very old now. Susan Lucci's nearly ninety years old. Exactly, like she's very old. I just old don't now. see. You know, God sent her and God just like dipped her in pre- preservative and sent her on down here. She stopped aging at 75, <laughs> didn't she? Well, she really has. And it's just doesn't, you know, of course, yes, yeah, she's had a nip in her tuck and all that. She has. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody in Hollywood that's been working that long does. Right. For the most part. But typically when you get to be her age, you start looking you have that multi-surgery look. Yeah, yeah, and she she is she, she has avoided that. And she doesn't yeah. have that multi-surgery look. Just got one really good one. <laughs> but like I said, you know, you know they say it, it's the same thing about um, Jennifer Lopez. Mm-hmm. You know, and say people say, oh, but you know she's had such a privileged life as far as like taking care of herself. Well, yeah, she has, but. I've seen her mom. Her mom's like 75. She looks 50. Genetics. It is. It largely has a lot to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. Is there any any key important thing that we didn't talk about? Uh, Dante and Sam came out of the closet. Um, Yes, they did. They were holding hands, and and Sonny and Carly thought it was cute. Yeah. They liked it. So I've been thinking more about this incest thing. And now legally, again, like we we keep on talking about how it's a little weird, but it's mostly weird from like Leo's perspective. Like it would be weird from Leo's perspective. My brother and my sister are dating. Yes. But from Sam and Dante's perspective, it's really not that weird because they aren't connected to each other. No, they're not connected to each other, but so they're they're related to the same people and their circle. You know, it's just they're just so related, but they're not related. It's yeah, so I, I know, I know your microphone. Uh, yeah, I get because because um, like because like Christina is Dante's cousin, or is it no Molly is Dante's cousin. Christina is Dante's sister. Christina is Dante's sister. It's also Sam's sister. Leo is Sam's brother and Dante's brother. Um, And then that would make Molly like the sister and the cousin. Well, Molly is already Sam's sister cousin. Mm-hmm. Right? Anyway. It's very complicated. It is complicated, it? but it's it's it's, it's complicated know, from everybody's point of view except Sam and Dante. I am my own grandpa. Kind many, of thing. many years ago when I was twenty three, I was married to a widow who was pretty as can be. This widow had a grown up daughter who had hair of red. My father fell in love with her and soon they two were wed. This made my dad my son in law and changed my very life. For my daughter was my mother because she was my father's wife. To complicate the matter, even though it brought me joy, 
I soon became the father of a bouncing baby boy. This little baby then became a brother-in-law to dad, and soon became my uncle, though it made me very sad. For if he were my uncle, then that also made him brother to the widow's grown-up daughter, who of course is my stepmother. I'm my own grandpa. Yes. Yes. Just just rewind it and play that again and again, and eventually you'll get it. It's very intense. It's very complicated. <laughs> it's it's from okay. So I think I, so. It's an old song. Uh, I'm my own grandpa. It's it's been around for a very long time, really. Um, Tom Arnold. Tom. Well, Tom. I don't think Tom Arnold invented it. I think it's this old like weird '60s parody song, and I know Willie Nelson has sung it. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but Tom right. Arnold in the movie The Stupids from like 1996 mm-hmm. or something like that, like a mid 90s dumb comedy. Yes. Big sequence in it where Tom Arnold sings this in like a Donahue type of talk show setting. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and when I was in high school, I was taking American Sign Language as my foreign language, which isn't a foreign language, by the way. It's just a language that isn't English. Right. Okay. Cause... And, and, and I. In... And Matthew was, Matthew and his siblings were able to go to this high school that's offered that. And it's not widely offered either right, in right. high school. But uh, high schools across the United States of America have a foreign language requirement. You know, two yes. years of some other language that isn't English. Um, now, mm-hmm. American Sign Language is not a foreign language because American Sign Language belongs to America and Canada, United States and Canada. Mm-hmm. Okay, other countries have their own sign. There's Chinese sign language, Japanese sign language, European sign mm-hmm. language. So technically, yeah. it's not a foreign language because it is from here, developed here, and all of that. Mm-hmm. In any case, I did. I signed it. I signed. I'm my own grandpa for one of the uh, for one of the projects, which is why I remember the lyrics to this day, twenty years later. Yeah, or at least the first half yeah. of the song. There's another verse to it that I can't recall. Because it was ingrained in your brain from all the rehearsal you I did. had to listen to it and listen to it and listen to it. And not on top of that. And plus, it's many, many years ago when I was 23. I was married to a widow who was pretty as can be. This widow had a grown-up daughter who had... Like, it's that quick that you yeah. had to listen. And this was before the... Like, this was... I can't say it was before the internet because the internet's been around pretty much my entire life. But... This was before the internet was used for what it is used today. This was back mm-hmm. in the day when it was America Online, you know, and Yahoo was yeah. the big was the big search engine, yeah. you know. Yeah. This was before you could easily yeah. go on there and be like, what are the lyrics to this thing? Yeah, it was like, you got mail kind of day. Times. Yeah, you got mail, <laughs> you know. Uh, if you want a fun blast from the past that's also a great uh, 90s anchor, go watch that movie You Got Mail with uh, Tom, Arn- Tom Hanks, excuse me, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Yeah. Great romantic comedy and really a really good snapshot of what life was like when the internet first got started. Uh-huh. And the mystery and the excitement and the interest and all of that. It's just, it's really good. And it's got the mom from uh, uh, These Are the Days, you know. You know, that, that was uh, one of the uh, days. Uh, Marie, Marine Stapleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's in it. Yeah, Edith. Bunker, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. She's in it. Yeah, Edith Bunker. She's in it. She She's like the matronly, wise old lady. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Boys, we got off track, Matt. Uh, you know, one of the, somebody did reply to us on Twitter saying we would love to hear more random stuff. So, you know, maybe we can get off topic every once in a while. Cut another twenty minutes of a second podcast at some point. I don't know. Uh, but it, all of that together, all that to just in the whole "I'm my own grandpa" thing when it comes to Sam and Dante uh, was again the reason why I know those lyrics so well is because I couldn't look up the lyrics online I actually literally had to listen to that song 50 times ago many many years ago write it down when I was 23 write it down (laughs) I was married to a widow write it down it was pretty as can be write it down 
I would think the Mrs. Perez probably gave you an A plus 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 plus. Oh yeah, but you know, uh, she was a very kind um, and generous grader. So yeah. Well, thank you very much, Cheryl Perez. If you're listening, I know you are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and look at me that I remember a lot of your teachers' names because I don't know. Well, I mean, she was one of the prominent ones. I'm sure I talked about a lot because I enjoyed that class a lot. I took it for three years as well. And your sister did too behind you. So yeah, 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 yeah. So hey, you know, you you want to you want to learn some very 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 basic American Sign Language uh, that's definitely 20 years old. Uh, tweet me. And you know what's what's awesome about it for for Melissa? Hmm. She wound up having a brother-in-law that is deaf. I mean, I was I was over her house yesterday and they were doing a Marco Polo and talking to each other. Oh, insane, awesome. huh? Neat. It's awesome that oh, she yeah. was able to do that. Yeah, and, you, you know. know that's uh, I think I don't know. I uh, <laughs> from our perspective where we grow up knowing one language and then we make it all the way to high school and then we learn the second language and if we stick with it then we're going to remember it for a little while but if we don't we're going to totally forget it that mm-hmm. is life as a white american um we know one language unlike the majority of the rest of the world where you know multiple languages because you're surrounded by multiple languages because you take the time to learn italian while you live in france because it's so close to each other or even countries like china where they have literally two different languages Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so it's it's extra neat for us lame Americans to have an opportunity <laughs> to use a language that isn't English than it is for the average person, I would say. Um, but that is neat to especially when it comes to sign, because sign is a is a language that you would rarely come across unless you are in um, an area that has a prominent deaf community, which doesn't really exist in great numbers across the United States. There are sections. You know, um, especially if there's a school nearby, like Gallaudet University over on the East Coast is the deaf mm-hmm. college. So there's a big deaf right. uh, community up in where we grew up, the Bay Area. There was the deaf high school, um, mm-hmm. CSD. Drive. <laughs> yeah, CSD, you know, California School for the Deaf, which was the one. I, I don't know if it's the only or but but one of the prominent California schools for people who were deaf and hearing impaired. So the community area that I grew up in had a deaf population and then down here cal state northridge offers um coursework for deaf students as well so it's a it's kind of a, a west coast magnet area mm-hmm. for deaf people so i've kind of always lived in an area where i had an opportunity to come across somebody in which my basic sign language skills can come into play but mm-hmm. if i lived in nebraska that yeah, might necessarily yeah. be the case exactly exactly I don't think it's cool that your sister wound up having a brother-in-law that, you know, that she was able to communicate to from, yes. from the beginning. Well, I mean, that, right? that yes. From the beginning, it makes it that you don't have to learn anything new. And then also when it comes to the relationship that she can help foster between um, him and her daughter, yeah. you know, she could be a part of that and not be somebody on the sidelines that doesn't quite understand the connection that uncle has with niece. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all of that is yeah. cool. All of that as well, but you know, we kind of slunk into personal talk here for the last I know. We, twelve we, minutes. We get <laughs> on the elevator. Well, yeah, we, we this is this is us talking on the elevator, and oh look, the door's <laughs> open. Hey, there's the car. Um. <laughs> like, yeah, we're standing at, at outside the cars, right? And yeah. we're just like chit chit chatting. Yeah, we're just chit chatting, and then we have a little kid with us. 
<gasps> you said goodbye four times. <laughs> there Can you we go. go? I remember that. I remember that. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe we'll, someday, someday we'll do a second podcast where we just talk for half an hour about nonsense. But the, today's not the day. Um, not today. No, no, no. I've got candy to eat and stuff to do. Um, so yeah, get back in your cars. Go on home and spend time with your families. I've been Matt. I've been Ken. And we'll catch you right here next time on the 10th floor.